Jess Corcoran. And I'm Laura McCann. Welcome to the Thriving While Nine to Fiving podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode five of the podcast. Can't believe we're on episode five already. It's been crazy. Thank you so much to everyone that has listened so far. So many of you have listened and we can't get over that people actually tune in for like an hour to listen to me and Laura talk, even though we are fabulous, obviously. Um, But we'll get straight into it and we'll kick off. So Laura, tell me your low and high for the week. So I think this past couple of weeks, um, it's I've just been stupid hectic. So... um. The last week, so our financial year at work ends on the last day of February and then we have our annual flagship customer event the first week of March. So this year is my first year of like being responsible for the full marketing campaign planning. Um, We're coming out of a pandemic. So how can you talk to people when you're not allowed to see anyone and all those sorts of lessons are being learned from and but we're also trying to have hope that we might be able to do stuff later in the year, face to face, um, all that kind of madness in terms of the planning side. And then also prepping for our customer event at the same time and then um, helping support that and make it run smoothly. So for two weeks, I basically just did not know if I was coming or going. And it's it's one of those things where like, because I'm quite an energetic person and stuff, I can take an energetic situation and just really buzz off it. But when it ends, you do just hit that, oh my goodness, like, I'm done now. <laughs> like, I can't do anything else. Give yeah, me yeah. a minute. Um, but I suppose, so my high kind of in LinkedIn to that was, I actually think I took really good care of myself through it. Oh, good. So, like, the sort of middle weekend, I um, had a big walk and a big cycle, um, which I just, you know, are the best things for me sometimes like I am at my most chill I'm at the top of a mountain like I just love being outside and um like doing stuff but not necessarily like doing stuff with the purpose of like you know like literally just being outside and appreciating the outside and having loads of me time so um that was really great but then almost on the flip of that last weekend I was like actually the way I now need to look after myself that it's all over is literally do the closest to sweet FA that I can. Um, and I did. And, you know, that was exactly it was. And it was just, it's just nice. To, it's not, it, it might sound really silly to people who find it really easy and natural to do. But for me, it was just absolutely thing of like, I looked after myself and that's really nice. So good. No, it's, it's not easy and it takes work, doesn't it? And it takes... It takes work to treat yourself with compassion and kindness and to put your own needs first as well and not sort of go, okay, well, yeah, that's fine. I'll just do that for you and and then put yourself last. Like sometimes you have to put yourself top of your own list in order to give more to other people. 100%. You can't pour from an empty cup, can you? So go on, tell us about your week high and a uh, week low and high. Um. So my week my my low again this is just like me rambling on but do you ever just feel a bit like useless and I just mean in the sense of (laughs) this is like a therapy session for me but basically so like I've been um if you don't know obviously you know Laura but anyone listening so I run an Instagram and like website whatever called the inspire project and I'm just like 
I've got a lot of content out there at the moment and I've worked really hard on it. And you know when you ever just think, like, what's the point in this? Like, why am I even doing it? Like, no one finds it, I'm sure no one finds it useful or no one cares or whatever. Do you get what I mean? And I'm sure people do care and I'm sure people do find it useful. But you know when you think, like, what am I what am I adding to the world here? I'm just like, do you get do you get me? I've just been feeling a bit like that. No, I completely un- do understand where you're coming from and it's a very like natural feeling. But I think, like, when you're asking yourself, what are you adding to the world? Maybe, like, neutralise it a bit and realise, well, you're not taking anything away. I know, yeah, I know, exactly. I think I just get in a downward spiral of, like, oh, like, my hair looks bad and then suddenly I'm on the floor crying, like, I hate my life. Do you know what I mean? That's just me. That That's how we roll. You get the highs <laughs> and you get the lows. She's never somewhere in the middle. She's one or the other. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's where you spend your most time is a significant thing. Like, we all have our high moments and we all have our low moments, but you, you've just got to make sure that your good is outweighing your bad because yeah and and keep that perspective on it like it is it is hard to you know try and add value for other people and try and do things with the best of intentions but you know it's not none of it's gonna happen overnight but just know that i'm someone who views your stuff and i think it is really great (laughs) um and yeah you're doing everything for the right reasons so as long as it's something you're passionate about your vibe will attract your tribe. Oh, <laughs> very good. Can you very tell good. we're in marketing? <laughs> yeah, I know, exactly. Um, yeah, so, but on a high point of view, um, so far in March, I mean, how many days, what days are we? 10 days in, but like, um, I've got an Apple Watch and I've like completed all three of my rings, like for the past 10 days. Do you know what rings are? I don't know what that... Like, I'm happy for you because it sounds like a good thing. But I don't know what it actually means. <laughs> so one of them is, like, your, your move is your move goal. So it's, like, set to a certain amount of calories. I'm not doing it for that, but, you know, just moving your body. Yeah. Then you've got an exercise one. Work mindset at 30 minutes a day. Um, And then I've got, like, standard, like, 12 hours out of 12 hours. So I've completed all of them. And I've been doing dance workouts on um, Apple Fitness, right? Um, and uh, there's a there's a trainer on there. She is amazing, Lashawn Jones. She just like bring she just brings it. Um, but I've been really getting into them, and it's like, yeah, you don't burn. I mean, I'm not doing it to burn calories anyway. Um, but you don't burn maybe as many calories as you would do in like a hit workout. Yeah. But I, now I've started doing these dance workouts. I don't know why I would ever voluntarily do a HIIT workout again, right? Because they're horrible. They're disgusting. They make me feel sick. I feel uncomfortable. I'm just, like, doing high knees. And, like, my boobs are hitting me in the face. Like, it's just... <laughs> it's just atrocious. I hate it. And, like, I just go every... I feel like every night for the past, like, three weeks, I've finished work, gone... Sh- I almost, like, a marker to, like, end the working day. I go straight upstairs, just get changed, put um put the telly on and I do 20 minutes or half an hour dance workout and I'm just like you know vibing vibing in my bedroom but I have so much fun and she's just like she's just incredible and it just I, I love dance like as in I did dance for like 15 years loved it stopped when I was like a late teenager um and I love dancing at like someone's birthday party like oh, oh, yeah. I'm there on the floor to like come on Eileen like that's me down <laughs> um so, like, it's just been nice to, like, to do that and feel active and, again, pure going on here, but um, <laughs> so random to talk about on the podcast. But I've been on iron tablets for, like, 
three months because I've got a really bad iron deficiency. And I didn't realise that for how many years of my life I've just been tired all the time. And I don't feel like I feel I've got energy. And I think that's why I'm completing my rings because I've got energy. And yeah. I don't know whether like they find my levels are finally balanced off. But I'm like in that respect, like I'm feeling good and I'm looking after myself like you are. Good. Like, in a in a physical health way, it's not for the calories or to lose weight or anything like that. It's just for me to feel healthy. That's I in think my, that's brain. the biggest thing and one of the biggest challenges with exercise and stuff is like people just go, Oh, I need to do this, do this, do this, do this because like that's what someone on Instagram says or that's what I saw someone in the gym doing all that. But like the best thing that you can ever do for yourself is be consistent about good things. And you're never going to get consistent if you don't enjoy something. So, like, and that I think that, for me, was, like, my biggest exercise lesson ever. Like, do you know what? It might sound really vile and disgusting to some people that I did, like, a, a, like a four-hour cycle the other weekend. But I bloody loved it. Asked me to do almost anything else for four hours. Like, you can fuck off. But... <laughs> like I love that so I went into, and it is it is that thing of you know like dance is amazing I w- I'm missing going out to a bar not because of like the drink side of it but I haven't danced in ages you need to get you need to there's a, if you just go on YouTube as well there's like Mamma Mia dance workout high school musical dance workout like incredible um yeah, and just to, uh, just on that related point, can I just remind everyone that you don't need to lose any weight for June the 21st. Oh, Doesn't matter if you've put on 17 stone, right? If you can't fit into your clothes, send me a message. I'll send you some money. You can buy some new clothes. You don't need to, honestly, like, it's it's dangerous. It, and yeah. I, I've seen it, and I know we're pure going off one, but I don't care because this is our podcast, so I'm going to talk about it. It's not related to any any that we're talking about, but I've seen so much from from women who I would com- I would consider slim or, yeah. or thin, whatever about how much how fat they are, right? And I just want to say, excuse me, love, but I'm at least five, if not seven, soon f- fatter than you. <laughs> so if you're saying I'm so fat, yeah. can you just can you read the room? And look at the people around you that are actually fat. Um, and just remind yourself of like, just just remind yourself of that. Because if you're saying you need to lose weight, girl, how much weight do I need to lose? Just, we can all just be who we are on June the 21st. And if you need new clothes, I'll buy you some new clothes. Because you don't need to change. You don't need to change. Yeah, exactly. Like... Life is just about being like happiest as you can in yourself. And if it, do you know what? If you're actually happier with a bit of extra, then go for it. If you want to lose a bit because you feel better and it's healthy to do so, go exactly. for it. But just don't, whatever you do, give yourself some major negative intense goal because Boris Johnson has an idea. And every single time <laughs> you go near a diet book, just think, oh my goodness, am I doing this because Boris thinks he's clever? And trust me, you'll stop. Yeah, exactly. Do we think Boris Johnson's wise? No. No. So there we go. So that was off on a tangent, but <laughs> you, everyone listening, you beautiful as you are. And it, as Laura says, if you want to lose weight for you, that's fine, but you don't need to lose it to fit into the societal goals of these beauty standards in our society, which are a load of rubbish. Okay, fab. So moving on then, um, what, Laura, do you want to shred this week? 
I am going to be a grown-up here and I'm going to take responsibility for my own actions because things, you know, things can be difficult and whatever and you can have hard situations, but you've got to own the stuff that you can and better what you can. And you know what one of my biggest me problems is in the workplace is if I don't enjoy something, I really struggle to do it. Like, call me, I don't know, like, if you want to call me a hedonist, call me a child, whatever <laughs> you want. But it's, like, it's not even, you know, those, like, little tasks or anything like that. I can't even specify it as, like, I don't like this and I do like this. But in terms of motivation, like, na- at least naturally, my I think it is a thing for lots of people. But if I don't, if I can't get excited about it, I really struggle to do it at all. Like, it's just, it's just not in me to sit there and go, oh, I've got that little thing to do, I'll just crack on. Like, I have to, like, be engaged with some... I don't know, it's an, it's an energy thing. But, like, I have to feel something about something to do it. So, um, yeah. Do you find that when you've got a deadline, it actually makes you do it because you know you need to do yeah. it? It kicks you up the bum, doesn't it? I'm like... Because uh, it's the thing as well, because I'm quite like, I mean, I'm, I'm never going to be able to paint a Sistine Chapel, but I am quite creative. Like, I love writing stuff out and doodling and all that. And I'm, so I, I always have incredible notes. I'm like, oh, I've thought about this and I've thought about that. But then when it comes to transferring it into the, like, finished products, whatever it is, that takes me forever. Because I was, I was the same at school, though. It's like, I'd love to sit and discuss in class and do all of the research so I could have really good discussions in class about whatever the topic was. But then as soon as it was like, okay, now do you want to go write the essay? Oh, now can you sit the exam? I was like, no. Yeah, I, to- <laughs> I get that. I totally, I totally get that. It's it's hard, isn't it? I think I think many people have struggled with motivation more so in, in the pandemic because everything's just yeah. like, I don't know if I've said on the podcast before, but sometimes I sit at my desk, right? And I, like, zone out in, like, a way I've never zoned out before because I genuinely am just, like, what is going on with the state of the world? And I genuinely mean that. Like, I sit here and I'm just, like, what? So, yeah. I, I get yeah, Totally get yeah. I know. I appreciate that, like, yeah, that you it is understood. Because I always feel like, oh, my goodness, am I being, like, lazy no. or something like that? And I'm not because I'm thinking about it and it's all going to get done and it's all fine. But it is... I would, I would appreciate if... I could spur myself on without having to have like a level of emotional connection to the action. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? It's funny. I read an I read an article from on the Guardian a few weeks ago, and it was a, it was like a um, someone had had wrote in asking for advice, and it was basic. They were basically saying, um, they don't really enjoy the job, um, but they can get the work done, and they know other colleagues are struggling. And they just sort of like do their work half the time and just not do it the other half of the time and. Um, the woman replying back to them basically said, as long as your job's getting done, do you really need to be that emotionally invested? Like, do you, do you know what I mean? If you're just getting it done, is that is that not enough? <laughs> I mean, I do get it, but I think this goes back to the whole, like, can you have a exactly. dream job stuff that we were talking about? Like, as we said then, I'm in there nine till half five, Monday yeah. to Friday. I want to feel exactly in that yes, day. Yes, I'm a hundred percent the same. A hundred percent the same. But it was an interesting perspective of like, do no, we need is. to take that emotion out? But yeah, yeah, you're you're not alone. I'm sure many people 
listening will agree, but it's not something that people talk about because it doesn't come across well, does it? But we're all probably feeling it, but none of us admit it to each other. Well, there you go, guys. I will take the rap. I will say it. I'll say exactly what we're all thinking, even though I maybe shouldn't. But to be honest with you, that is my personal brand, if you know me anyway. So. <laughs> my personal brand. <laughs> Love, it. Love it. We will run with it. <laughs> go on, Jess. What are you sticking in the shredder? So I'm sticking in the shredder a type of person that I've worked with all throughout my career. And it's people with no give and take. So what I mean by this is, say something happens in the workplace and um they make like they make a mistake or like an error you know or something or oh oh I didn't reply to that, whatever you know they've not done something I'm like don't worry about it it's fine you know this happens like real life no problem like that's cool like don't stress yourself out about it but then when you you were in that boat and you've made the mistake, the error, you know, haven't sent something to them, whatever, like didn't do that thing before you went on annual leave, whatever. They, they, they're not chill. They've got no chill about it. And it's just like, I don't want to say like jobs with, but it's like, there's just no give and take there. Like you cut them slack, they cut you no slack back. And I just think in a working relationship, there should be a bit of that because we're all human. No one really knows what's going on in anyone's lives behind the scenes. And, you know, whether you've got a major problem going on or really you've just had a bad night's sleep or you're having a bad day. Like, we should, I just feel like we should all be cutting each other a bit of slack. And I just think, don't take the slack I give you when things go wrong if you're not going to give me that same slack back. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I'm, I'm putting people in the workplace that I've got now no give or take and it's like my way or the highway for them they're going in the shredder for me obviously i'm not really going to shred them in in like a shredder just to <laughs> just to just to point that out there i'm never sure i'm never sure i'm not putting myself in the shredder either can we just oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah i didn't think you were but yeah um but yeah just no i completely agree though like it's it's almost like uh, I don't know how, like, oh, it's so hypocritical. Oh, it's, like, double standards. And it is. But I just I just think there's no need, is there, really? Like, at the end of the day, you should really think about treating people how you want to be treated. Exactly. Like, you know, and that doesn't necessarily mean you've got to be the nicest no. in the world and all those sorts of things. But just have some common manners and decency about stuff. Exactly. Like, just be a chill. Yeah. Just be, like, just be chill. Just be a chill person. If it's not on fire, why are you crying about <laughs> Because it? it's me, Laura, and I cry about everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tears don't even put fires out, woman. Stop it. That is such a good point. Tears don't put fires out. So why, no. are, we, why are we crying? Because they're not going to change the, 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 the blast. I mean, whatever makes you feel better about it, but I feel... <laughs> this is a decaf coffee I'm drinking. It's not even real caffeine. Um, <clears throat> okay, so now that we have completely and utterly changed your world, Jess, and made you realise that tears don't put fires out, <laughs> it's late, it's late. let's move on to this week's discussion, which is about should we revolutionise the 40-hour working week? Does it need a change? Um... 
And yeah, like, just how do you think and feel about it, particularly in the light of COVID? Yeah, so I'll just tell you quickly about some of the messages that I had back from people. Um, One person who messaged me back said, obviously, said, scrap the 40-hour working week. But what they do, which I which I think is a really cool idea um, about how they work, is they do nine days a fortnight. So what they do is they work 45 extra minutes a day and then they get every other Friday off, but still with with full pay. So that's like a... Oh, wow. I know and I've never heard someone do that. I've heard people who work, like have a Friday off or a day in the week off. But obviously this pe- person by working them extra little minutes a day, they're still getting that the day off, but they're getting the full pay because most people I know who take a day off in the week the working day itself is longer is too long really to add any additional time onto that. So they just sort of have to forego that pay. And then so someone else said the 40 hour working week, it's a completely flawed model that doesn't allow people to have a life outside work. And um, which is which ends up landing on far too many women who are forced out of their jobs or positions in order to sustain a new role as a mum. There's absolutely no basis to, to support the fact that them two roles can't exist succinctly and they believe that there just needs to be greater flexibility in the workplace. And, you know, not just for people who have kids, but people who have, like, you know, chronic conditions, people that are um, adult carers, people with mental health issues, they think it's a totally flawed model. And and I, I think it is... I think it is too. I just think... I think it's obviously it's hard to, you know, apply it to all industries and all jobs that people have. But in the type of life that we're living now online and looking towards the future and that flexibility, you know, a lot of companies want to go that way. So we don't see why we can't do that. And I think there's probably a lot of people who would would absolutely have no problem working a Saturday and a Sunday. And maybe two days in the week and having like three days off in the week instead or something like that. And I think maybe companies are resistant to move in that way because they think no one wants to work weekends or no one wants to work evenings. But actually for some people, you know, if your partner perhaps works um, evenings and weekends, you feel like you never see them. So actually, if your job had the ability to work evenings and weekends, you'd be happier. And I, I think as well, we're like one of the most unproductive nations in the world that works the longest hours and a lot of european countries work less and are more productive than us and oh, I, really? yeah yeah um i can't quote like exact stats i haven't got them right to the top here but if you you know if you research it, it i believe yeah yeah thanks i've seen it a few times out there um i just think like how much you know if someone said to, said to me now or what said to any of us said I work in eight hours a day Jess you've got five and a half hours a day to do all you work in would I fit all me work in in that less time yeah I would because I'd make myself fit the work in I'd be more productive because I knew I had less time and I think well I'm clocking off at half two to go and watch the telly do, do you know what I mean if we had that time you probably only work like five hours a day anyway to be honest like by the what, time what are, what you, are done, you implying you think... <laughs> But by the time you've done your, you've had your lunch hour, you've had that one call that really annoyed you, just as you have to sit there for 15 minutes and think about it. You've gone up and got your coffees and all that kind of stuff. I think they've worked it out. Again, sorry that we can't quote these, but please Google it and then fact check us. But 
you actually only will be productive for something like four or five hours a day, though you are at work for eight. Exactly. Like, I just think if we all worked less, we'd all get more done and we'd all be happier, wouldn't we? Like, if I had Fridays off, I'd be buzzing. Because it is another back to the point that someone mentioned, you know, I don't want to go back to like traditional gender roles, but back, you know, back when, you know, traditionally the woman stayed at home and the man went to work, the man's income covered the household finances. I co- it covered the bill, so women didn't need to work. But now, you know, the cost of living, houses, they've all gone higher. So traditionally, now you know if you are you you are in a partnership, both parties need to work, but no one is accounted for that all that other labour that needs to happen inside the home and whether that whether you've got children or not, which obviously is a massive, um, a massive role. But even if you haven't, you know, doing the food shop, keeping on top of the house, keeping it tidy, all them different elements, looking after you know if you've got fam- additional family members you need to care for. There's literally not enough time to do it all. Never mind then try yeah. and look after yourself. So if we all had an extra day off, I think it'd do us the world of good. Personally, how do you feel? Yeah, so like mental health was something that people said to me that they think would improve by having at least a four day week. Um, and like absolutely, I don't disagree. I just I find it ridiculous that we're living a life, but more of your time is spent at work, like in work than not. And it's not even just like at work though, but it's and and I'm saying the rest of the time everyone wants to doss about and stuff. Like people have got different passions and things that they go and do. Like I'm not being funny. If I had a three four day weekend every single week. I would never spend it in the UK ever again. I'd be in a different, like, European country at least every single weekend because the flights are reasonably cheap and, you know, you can get there in a couple of hours so you're not, like, bothered about jet lag and stuff. Like, But, you know, there's there's just bits like that. Or, like, what about people who are, you know, super crafty and creative and things like that, but they've also got a corporate job that they love? Like, you should have time to be who you are as a person as well as fulfil yourself as a professional. And I think that's the kind of balance that we're missing at the moment. Um, And I actually found it really interesting. So I put it on LinkedIn as as a poll and I just said to people um you know this this is the question that we're asking on the podcast this week what do you think so the options were um it's not broken don't fix it um we should have flexi time you know just trust us to get our jobs done and um no don't need five days three to four days it is um six people came back on the no three to four days it is three people said it's not broken don't fix it and 14 people <laughs> said flexible, trust us to do our jobs, which I thought was really interesting. And now I think my take on the flexi, because I think initially I would have been like, yeah, flexi, just trust us. But I do think there's got to be a level of structure because if you think about it, like, for example, like if I want to run an event, I know people are going to be available certain days yeah. of the week at certain times. Or like when you have to have a meeting, I know the people are going to be, other, unless they've taken annual leave, I know they're going to be available. And I know that I'm sure there's a way you could move into it, you know, and get an approach that works. Like, I know there's there's a lot of places that have said between these hours of a day, no meetings or like all that kind of stuff. So th- there's definitely ways to do it. But it it is 
quite nice in a way that wherever you are, at least in the UK, somebody you're talking to should be available between nine and five. And obviously we're globalising and things like that anyway. So I feel like if you can accommodate major time zone differences, I'm sure you could accommodate if somebody you have to work with is working on a Thursday and you're not or whatever. But that's like, I think a little bit my concern on the very practical, immediate side of it, of like, how would you handle that? Um, But also I think... It's actually a massive invitation, as if we need any more massive invitations, to properly fund areas like the public sector. So I think looking at this, like you touched on it before, Jess, where you say, you know, some jobs might not be able to and stuff. But the reason that you would struggle to do like a flexi time thing with a role that has to operate 24 hours a day, i.e. an emergency service, is because they just don't have enough people doing them. Yeah. Because they're not properly funded. If you had enough people doing them, you do whatever time you wanted. Yeah. Like, and it, it is that thing of like, you know, if there's a job that needs doing 24 hours a day, well, that should really be quite ideal for like parents and stuff because they can decide between themselves, well, this is when we look after the kids, this is when we do our parents, like, you know, this is when we do our parent time, this is when we do our couple time, and this is when we go to work time. Exactly, yeah. Like you gotta give you gotta give the power to the people. Exactly. And I think this is like a big problem in terms of like corporate businesses, what like it's always been like don't give people that power, you need to cage them in and you need to keep them down and like enforced and doing that work. But actually what companies are now realising is like the more power you give employees and the more you enable them to to have a to thrive outside the nine to five the more they actually bring to the nine to five because they're happier they're probably more creative the more engaged when they are there because they're not thinking well I'm here 40 hours a week and then that you know that one day off that I've got really because you know Sunday's out or whatever I've got to I've got to clean the house I've got to do the food I've got to take the kids somewhere I've got to go here I've got to do this oh no I forgot about buying that birthday present I need to go and do the Christmas shopping like there's not the more flexibility we give, the happier everybody is. But like I totally agree on your point. It's 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 how impractical it is in, in theory, isn't it? Because I know elements of my job sort of on certain days we have quite time sensitive stuff. Um, for example, when our like website update goes live, we've got a certain period of time to check that in. So you know, if, if I'm yeah. not online then and I've not checked it. Well, I'm holding up the update of the site or something could go live without it being checked properly and stuff like that. So like you say, it is how you manage that, the actual nitty gritty of the day to day job, what needs to do and when that does it. We could only have so much flexibility in theory, can't we? Because like at the end of the day, which we keep coming back to, it's a job. We're there to do it. We're there to get paid. It's an exchange of labor, isn't it, for reward? How do we? how do we find the balance yeah and like that and that's the thing and it is it is possible as well i wonder if it's a maybe just working life needs to flip on its head a little bit like i i worked with someone here only for like three four months or whatever and basically he like as a consultant and he he would work for six seven months a year and then go do what he wanted and travel and stuff like the time after that and i just think you know there are people so there are people doing it but it's not that many people and maybe we just need to try and move to a place where it's more people because if you had agreements like that like for example 
you've got a school year there, haven't you? How incredible would it be if, like, everybody had the holidays oh, off? Oh, don't even... I could, oh, that would be... Could you imagine if we as had a flexible thing, term, like, as adults? That'd yeah. Be incredible. Just so, you know, but like, and, and that's not necessarily perfect either, but, you know, just things yeah. like that. Like, at the, you know, I know, um, like, when I applied for my job, it says it's a generous 25 days annual leave a year. And I'm not about to be ungrateful for it because I know there are people who are on less than that, but I just mean... You literally go from like school of having your six week summers and your half terms, all that kind of stuff, because it is so important and understood that you can't just be sat in a classroom all day, every day. And then you go off. If you do go to university, you're having like two, three month summers and all that kind of fun stuff to suddenly. And now you sit at a desk in an office Monday to Friday for the next 40 years. That is just not cool, is it, really? So when I left school in 2013, I went to uni for that, like, ill-fated three-month period, and then I started work in 2014. I sat at my desk in, like, the summer of 2014 and, like, nipped out to get a Starbucks on, cost me, like, three quarters of my apprenticeship wage. And I remember sitting there thinking, I didn't realise this time last year that I had had my last summer holiday. Yeah. And, oh, my gosh, what I would give to have that back. Like, <laughs> I would, yeah, it would be so amazing, wouldn't it, if we could all just have a system that works for each of us. And I think in the future, I don't mean in the next five years or even ten, I think, you know, we're talking 20, 30, 40 years, but as the as the world of work evolves and, you know, the generation below us rise up, yeah, I think, like, I think the working world will change for the better. Absolutely. And to be fair, this all started because of blooming Henry T. Ford. I know. Apparently. Like, he's just, you know, all right, okay, cool. He's got one of, like, the greatest car creating, building companies the world's ever seen and ever will see. And, like, you know, I'm dead happy for him that his model worked. Yeah. However, it is it is such a small incident, isn't it? Like, it's crazy that that's what worked for him and his factory and exactly. his production line. And now here we are doing it in completely different industries exactly many years later in like countries all around the world like it's it's just mad it is it is so laura my question for you then i've got this week is how often like really do you feel like you're like yeah do you know what i am smashing this like how often do you feel that like really do you know what it is? And I'm really trying to work on this, but it's when I talk to other people so much more than when I talk to myself. Okay. So I can't necessarily put a number on it, but it's that thing of like, I'm not too shabby at giving a bit of a pep talk and like, because I'm quite a straight talker and I'm quite honest, but I also I think that people know that it ultimately all comes from a place of care. That like, I'm quite happy to just sit there and go, yeah, but this is the situation. Back yourself. And stuff like that. And, like, if something goes wrong, I will stand up for myself and I will stand up for other people. And, like, so it's those sorts of moments where I, like, hear myself speaking quite strongly, but in a positive and kind way, where I just check it in. And afterwards, I'm a bit like, do you know what? The reason that you can speak with such conviction is because you're good. Like, you, if you're an ins- when you're an insecure person you can't speak with conviction. Like, you, it's just, an, it's an impossibility. So whenever I hear myself, like, committing to something and going, yeah, but this is how it is, and this is going to be okay, I know 
that I'm okay and I'm on it. And as well, I think it's it's that sort of thing of particularly I suppose like with my faith and stuff too. It's like where something goes wrong and I just sit and I have that quiet time and I think about it and what have you. Or or even have like a really loud time with a super encouraging like worship song or something. It just reminds me like it will be all right and like I have got this like it we said this I think it's the very first episode I think you asked me about regrets or something and I was like do you know what I've thought about regrets and there are definitely things that I would potentially do differently but ultimately every single thing I've ever done has got me right here so as soon as I find a moment of like I'm loving this moment I am grateful for this moment and I am enjoying this moment that's also a time where I'm just like yeah I've got this because I got myself here and here's a really good place to be so Love it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I can't really quantify it, I suppose. But yeah. No, but yeah, I get you. And then, yeah, so my question for you this week, Jess, was um, do you think about retirement at all? <laughs> I don't know how much I want to admit on the podcast. I, I'm waiting for the, the, how much more can there be beyond the, I've got three months wages saved and I'm never going to touch it. <laughs> don't make me do this, Laura. Don't make me do this. <laughs> Go on, what's the retirement plan? Where are you going? <sighs> I don't know, but I'm definitely going to say yearly retirement. Oh, are you? Yeah, only because... You lazy sod. No, because I'm married to a man 10 years older than me. <gasps> Shocker for everyone. Um, And he's going to retire 10 years before me, and am I going to sit... Am I going to let him sit on his arse for 10 years while I'm going out to work? I do not think so. So I definitely want to retire earlier. <laughs> um, I've got 28 years left on me mortgage. <laughs> I got the letter through um last week. So I only really wanna maybe not like retirement, but I only wanna work in a paid capacity for as long as I need to. Now that's yeah. not saying I wanna give up work full stop, because I don't think I'll ever wanna give up working in terms of working for a cause for a reason a reason to get out of bed in the morning I know that's just a part of who I am it always has mm. been so I know I'm always going to have that but I definitely don't want to have to work longer than I need to work to to pay off to pay off me mortgage and be comfortable does that make sense yeah it makes perfect sense like I'm widening you up but I think like I'm exactly the same yeah I just I just want to be I want to be comfortable um and I, yeah, I definitely, I definitely can't imagine myself not doing anything like volunteering or, or something like that. Yeah. Um, but do you know what I think about more than retirement, Laura? It's something I think about, like, I want to say three times a week and you're going to laugh at me, right? I always think about, like, how much I wish I was a dog. <laughs> <laughs> I really mean that. Because, like, they just get to sleep all day, Right. They don't have to do any work. They don't pay any bills. They're just like, I comfy you on the couch all day with a blanket. Go on, what? Sorry, Tracy, you can't see. I've literally just put my hand up like some traffic <laughs> cop being like, whoa there. <laughs> you may proceed. One <laughs> <laughs> special constable's coming out like, do not move any further. Um, You've literally just gone from, it's within me to wake up in the morning and go and do something <laughs> and act with purpose to... All I want is to be a dog <laughs> that does nothing and sleeps. So, like, I'm getting some mixed signals here. And if you would like to clarify, 
You know, I mentioned before that you get the highs and the lows. I'm very much, I'm very much like a person of two halves. You are. Very much a person of two halves. And I think most people only know one half of me, I would say. Um, But yeah, I do think about being a dog a lot. Because like, you know, <laughs> I just want to like sleep. And do you know what I think about dogs all the time? I, they never have to go, oh, what am I having for me tea tonight? What shall I cook for tea? They eat the same meal twice a day for their entire lives, right? Like, and every time they get fed, they are absolutely buzzing. Like, they're so grateful for it, and they get to go on big, long walks. I just think eating, sleeping, and walking are, like, my three favourite things, right, in life. Okay. So that's why I think about being a dog at least three times a week more than I think about retirement. I'm being genuinely serious. I think about being a dog, like, a lot. points of discussion there <laughs> i mean you, you can ask me further questions if you want i don't think i want to like, how far is this gonna go is it still a safe space like <laughs> no like i, I do I, I do get what you're saying like i think it, no but you know what I, I genuinely think it is it's that thing of like sometimes you kind of just go oh my goodness i'm an adult i have to do all of these things for a very long time and as soon as you see a way that isn't that way it's really appealing <laughs> exactly exactly yeah i'm very yeah i suppose to, to to summarize i'm very much a person of two heart i'm very passionate and very dedicated and i'm very committed i really am you can probably tell that even if you don't know me um really care about doing things and making a difference in the world right but you know what sometimes i can't be arsed <laughs> Which is just true. That is literally just life, though. Like, I want to be a dog. <laughs> what kind of dog would you be? I don't know. Like a medium-sized one. You gotta be a proper dog. I, I'm sorry. Like, I'm, I am an appreciator of animals. Like, I'm on board with them, but I can't be having like two hours and stuff. Like, there's just I don't see why they exist. Like, I, I be Harvey. Use my dog now. Because he lives a wonderful life. To be fair to him, he was a rescue dog and he has had some bad times out in Hungary because he lived on the streets. Oh, wow. But he's all right now. He lives a life of luxury. (laughs) 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 I've probably lost it tonight. Who knows what this podcast is going to sound like, Laura? I'm sorry. If you're still listening, I'm sorry. I want to be a dog. (laughs) This is the end of the podcast. (laughs) Just going to bark from now on. No, I like, yeah. I get it. I think we've tried our hardest to make it as sensible as possible, but, like, we just need to let it ride now. You want to be a dog. Yeah, to be fair, right, I've got some annual leave coming up, like, this week and next week. I've got a long weekend, so maybe I just need a break. <laughs> maybe I think it's ultimately not... <laughs> you do. Like, that is definitely not what Ian said. <laughs> Honestly, every time I see Harvey lying on the couch when I go for a week, I think, I just want to be you. <laughs> You just want to go to bed, basically. That's what it is. But I love bed. I just love bed. I could spend all day. You know, you're supposed to grow out of that when you're like 17. I still not grow out of it. Yeah, we're supposed to be an adult, aren't you? Like, be productive. Uh, bed's just comfy, though. Like, honestly, I will wake up at like half six, seven o'clock, and, but I won't necessarily get out of bed for another hour just because I like being there. It's cozy and it's warm. It is. Wow. 
and I can have a little chat to myself and like the the world like I can pretend that the world's all asleep and it's just me and my little cozy zone yeah, and, and the sun oh, I love and... it yeah just have like a slow start to the day and a slow end to it like oh I love it so to round off the podcast then um what I sort of I'll tell you a little bit quick story basically about what um, where the sort of like the, the empowerment words come from today. Basically, uh, the weekend before last, I had such a good weekend. I don't know why, I just felt like really long, did loads of stuff. It was Sunday morning and we'd been for a really long walk in the park. Um, and we, I think we needed some food for breakfast. We didn't, have, I think we needed like milk or something like that. So um, we parked up. So my husband went into the co-op and I, I stayed in the car and it was silly. It was only about half eight in the morning. So my favourite Radio 2 show was on. I talk about Radio 2 all the time, but it was Good Morning Sunday, which is like the early morning Sunday show. So that was on. And then they played this song and it was like, it was like, you know, like one of them scenes from a film where like it was eerie and I felt happy and like it was like misty outside, dead quiet. And you know, when you just like, things feel right and this feels like the right moment and then this song on the radio came on I'd never heard it before and I was like do you know what this is just what I need to hear right now and it was like everything came together um so I just read you a few I mean uh, the song by the way I'll let you know the song is called Hold On by John Allen I'll put a link in the like uh, on like the notes of the podcast so you can have a little listen on YouTube um but yeah, it just, it's sort of like for everything sort of in life now, coronavirus or otherwise, I feel like a lot of us need hope and hope is something that's hard to cling to at times. But this song for me was just a little reminder of hope and like we don't ever have to lose hope. Um, So the, so it, the song ends saying, hold on, when the path before you breaks, when you're locked out at the gate, when you're tired and you've got nowhere to run, Hold on, for the light you cannot see, for the place you long to be, for the night you sleep and wake up to the sun. Hold on. Beautiful. We got this. Hold on to hope. Yeah. And, like, I'm going to be, like, not cheesy, but I am going to end the podcast by, well, you can you can end it as well, Laura, but I'm going to end by saying, obviously, me and Laura both have a faith. It's currently Lent. Easter's coming up. And the hope that we have is in the Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ and we believe on Easter Sunday that he will he rise us again and we have eternal hope in that and it's not related yeah. to the podcast but I feel like I feel like that's important to, to end for me on. No, like and obviously I don't disagree, but I think it is just it is a thing to learn that it can be really vital in terms of coming out of such a difficult situation like this. Like we've all had to slog away so hard to keep going and find something to hold on to and you know as Jess has just touched on she and I both are of a faith that that has been our like definitely been a big thing for us to hold on to and get us there so I would absolutely encourage people to you know when you're checking in on yourselves and when you're looking at how far you've come look at what you were able to hold on to and obviously just be really appreciative of it but don't lose it like recognize it and keep it because whatever it is that's kept you going it has gotten you through one of the most ridiculous 12 months and hard 12 months that you know this world has seen in a ever yeah that um, most of us have had to live through in our lifetimes 
absolutely so yeah whatever it is you know gratitude to that and um i hope you can keep it genuinely because we're all really happy that we're still here exactly and i feel like you know the roadmap things seem positive we've hopefully made it out of the worst now and you know hopefully good things are coming so like laura says look back and look you know look at that moment when we went into lockdown last march and you thought what on earth i can't even i can't even compute this like how am i gonna cope and look you've made it we're here now a year on so look back on that and be proud of yourself because it's been tough but we've held on and we've made it through and, and we will continue to make it through absolutely and on that note we will see you next time yeah. thank you so much for listening um you know you want to keep in touch with jess and i we'd love to hear from you both of us are on linkedin you've got our instagram which is laura meets world one three or jesscorcoran.co.uk um or we're using the hashtag thriving while nine to five in on twitter as well yeah great thanks everyone i'm off to go and drink some water from my water bowl on the floor and get into my doggy bed i'll see you soon <laughs> have a great week bye ooh, ooh, ooh. and thanks to evan digital for the production of this podcast